Hi, welcome to the House Must Be Full podcast. I'm your host, Melita. Um, this podcast is for full house lovers, haters, everyone in between. If you grew up with the show and want to dissect it a little bit more, we in mean, this podcast, we appreciate every single moment of this legendary show and we pay respects to every touching and unintentionally hilarious moment. Um, my guest today is Jennifer, aka Jewish Jen, aka Joe to me. Hey. She's an ex-viner, Instagram baddie, and medical school dropout. <laughs> All of those things. What else? Um, no, that's pretty much it. It's everything I've ever accomplished and hope to accomplish. Maybe at one point in my life, I want to be friends with Rihanna, but, you know, we're not there yet. So You should still want that. You can still want that. Oh, no. Write I it down. That. I, yes, I write down my intentions and set my affirmations like on this mirror that I look at every day. So you're saying friend with Rihanna should be on that list. Okay. It should. Because if you write it down, it's official. It's going to happen. Yeah, I just feel like she's very on brand for me. Like our brands are both. I was trying to pinpoint my brand when I was like describing myself to this one brand I'm trying to work with. And I was basically like, um, I guess my brand is like grow up and do what the fuck you want and like mind your business and, you know, live your life. <laughs> if you ever need help describing yourself to people or like pitching to brands, so let me know. I'll write stuff for you because I like, oh my God, like that. right. Well, I'm glad we're having this conversation because I will definitely need your help. I'm glad we're doing this now. In front for of sure. <laughs> Full this house podcast slash networking. This is a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, like Izzy in our first episode, Joe and I met at theater camp. Yes, we did. First of um, all, I'm a big fan of the podcast and like listening to you and Izzy together, it literally made me feel like I was just like right there with you guys. I was really jealous that I wasn't, but it was just so exciting to listen. I mean, I've loved every episode of yours, but you and Izzy for sure just like took me back. Yeah, I like, people away. love Izzy's episode and she's going to be back soon-ish sometime this later this month. Um, yeah, she was a lot of fun. And I miss it was fun. We're recording with her. Um, and I'm so, always still surprised when people say they listen to the podcast. Like a bunch of people, like strangers have been telling me they like it. And like, I'm like, oh, why? Good. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Especially I always get that way about like when your friends are like, oh, I listen to your podcast. And you're like, why? <laughs> like, you, <laughs> you don't have to. to. I'll be your friend anyway. <laughs> I know. But like, it's just so cool that people like really care what you have to say and like want to support you so i think yeah it's crazy my my sister my sister's friends listen to it and like she like showed me like text threads of her friends who like comment on my podcast and like oh i love it i just forget that people are listening to this like right now it's just me and you but i guess like some other people are going to listen to this no you start somewhere i mean even like the huge podcast that i listen to religiously you know they've been doing this for like years and i'm sure when they first listened to this or when they were first starting this it's like three people and their moms listening you know so yeah that's how you that's how it always starts unless you're like with a brand or like a famous person and like you have like a built-in fuck that no we free agents (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, follow the pod on Instagram if you want to see the clips I mentioned, because I'm really good about posting the actual video clips that I talk about, the the yeah. iconic moments that you want to see. I post it all on Instagram, and also my captions. Pay attention to my captions on my They're Instagram. on point. They're you like, it's such a brand. The brand is strong. <laughs> Definitely yeah. give 
your podcast. I try to entertain you. I'm giving you, I'm providing a service to you by giving you the clips, hand delivering you clips that you need to see and also giving you a bad, a great Instagram caption. Bro, and all of this is free. Like, we should be paying you. <laughs> go, go ahead and shout out your Venmo. <laughs> it's THMBF podcast on Instagram. Find me there. Um, and, and Venmo. You're going to make one. <laughs> I, have a Venmo. I have a personal Venmo. I'm not going to give it to people. <laughs> I don't need this. I don't need the government because like, once that gets involved. That's true. Like, that's true. Stuff, like, I don't want to. Free content. Maybe I'll just have a Patreon one day. A Patreon. But I hate giving people stuff. Like, I just want to give you stuff. With that, you have to, like, have a schedule and, like, people expect things from you. Oh, my God. I know that's the worst. When you're, like, I just want to be creative and, like, do things for myself and, like. Just give me money when you want to. I'm not going to. Maybe I'll give you something extra, but maybe not. Yeah, like, it's great for me to want to give you a weekly episode. But also, there are things, like, anxiety that I'm dealing with. Seriously, like, so, this is a struggle to get to this I point. Like, I have to, like, mentally prepare myself for this. I love right. it, but I have to mentally prepare to do it. Yeah, it really is like uh, you really do have to prepare for this shit. It's fun. It's a lot of fun, but it's like it is fun. It is work too. It's a lot of work on the back end that people don't see. So the amount of notes, the amount of hours, the way my Instagram feed, my algorithm is messed up because now only Full House things are on my Explore page. I don't see anything else up for Full House. (laughs) So I didn't think about that. That's so funny. Yeah, my algorithm. I was like nervous to do this because like you're the Full House expert. You're the full Let's house talk about that. Dude. You're the full house Gandhi. Like, I just don't want to touch something and have you be like, first of all. That's what I want to talk about because I feel like I mentioned it the first episode a little bit, but I want to reiterate that one, I am a film major. I have a degree in filmmaking and television making. So Go I and I studied and films <laughs> and I know like I know about like what goes into it and like the artistic the extra layers that may go into filming certain things. And then on top of that, my full house knowledge is strong. It like is. I watched not just in the nineties, but like throughout the two thousands when everyone else was sleeping on full house and like forgot about it. I was still watching it and taking notes <laughs> and <laughs> preparing for this, for this moment. She said, but wait a minute. Like, bitch. I, come, I have a I know authority and I'm not just like, when, and if I pick an episode, it's for a reason. Like yeah. low key, this episode wasn't as great or it's not one of like the most exciting episodes but it's iconic and it has like so iconic the the earmuffs moment the hair muffs oh the yeah the princess yeah for sure so i picked these for a reason and i have authority and i know what i'm talking about and when i say full house is one america sliding doors moment and two an american institution i mean it yeah uh academic i mean it (laughs) (laughs) no of course you're like credited to say it like all right all that is to say, we can we can get started. Are you ready? Yes, I'm so ready. But you uh, like no things, no things. You can like pick out thematic elements where I'm just like, oh yeah, she's like wearing a blue shirt. But you're like, but it symbolizes it, that the house was. I'm like, yep, oh, yeah, hey, there's a little bit of that in this one. Um, so yeah, the the cold open in this episode was like in the living room with Becky, Jesse, Joey, and the twins playing football. Yes. And speaking of cold open, Becky's shoulders. Yes, I wrote down the cold shoulder moment. She's giving us us this like Canadian tuxedo cold shoulder. Plus a tie. But that's what I, that's where I lost her. I was like. I know, it was like, it was a lot. 
the ponytail with the it was like a scarf tie you should have just lost a scarf maybe even tucked in the shirt giving us like a little gucci belt moment and i was like where was she going where was she before that what was she wearing that too was she just like a homewear lounging because jess right. was in like his like sneakers and his tie his like t-shirt with like wrapped around yeah i feel like uncle jesse was in jays or something what were those yeah sh- the like equivalent of yeah <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I don't know what her motivation was. Um, she was killing it, minus a few accessories. Also, she was killing it with her body work, her active listening poses. Like she was very, go back, like take a moment and like go back. I'll put the um, the clip. Oh on yeah, she's like, Instagram. I mean, well, she's like it, actively moving her body and like watching the boys and like she had she didn't have any lines in that moment. But she was like the way she was like following around the action with her body, like very expressively. I noticed. Oh, yeah, she's very captivating to just watch. Like, they say acting, what, 90% of acting is reacting. And, like, she mm-hmm. gets that. Yeah, And she she's did. like, I will make my one line count in this cold open. But when this is over, all you're going to remember is me and my cold shoulder, bitch. Like, I'm here yep. to stay. And <laughs> and here we are talking about her. Queen Becky. <laughs> yep, she didn't Queen say, Becky. she barely said anything. But we remember her. Because I, I definitely remember that suit. Like, it wasn't as familiar outfit to me when I first saw it again. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I guess I did. I guess I had never full on seen a cold shoulder. I knew it was a thing before our time. Mm-hmm. But now that True. they have come back super strong, I was like, okay, when was this like everywhere? Yeah. I don't I, see it anywhere else except yeah. for this. Well, I mean, what's the last thing you've watched from 1987? You know what I'm saying? Like, they might be out there. I watched a lot of 1987. I also have a thing about like watching really bad 80s TV movies, like oh. really bad movies on YouTube. Okay. What and are some of your tops? There's a movie called Zits. Like, I don't know like where it was released. Zits, like the pimples on your face. Yeah. And it's really bad. It's about, it's teenagers, but they look like they're 10 years old and they talk about like masturbation and like sex and kissing and they're and it's like really poorly it's like written like I don't know like a made for like a after school special oh, the writing's that okay. bad but it's like they're talking about really important like really it's supposed to be a comedy too but they're talking about like really intense issues I don't know it's bad like and it's coming of age situation yeah okay well that'll um get added to the list you know once I finish out the entire series of Full House mm-hmm. good <laughs> um <laughs> Then we roll into this, uh, the opening, the mm-hmm. theme song. Yeah. But it's the new, oh, it's the new, <laughs> my dog is waking up and he's trying to get out from the other side of the bed, but like the, <laughs> the computer charger is like tripping him. Oh, I didn't know he was on the bed. Oh, okay. Well, there goes the charger. Um, okay. Everyone say hi to Juan Pablo. So anyway, <laughs> then we're taken to the um, theme song and it's like that like great value version, you know, that they started with like halfway through the series. You know what I'm talking about? Where they like cut out the second. Oh verse. yeah. That's upsetting. I hate when TV shows do that. So I remember people don't remember this version too, though. Yeah, and it just starts with that. Ah, yep. <laughs> You're like, okay, what is? Yeah, it? I don't know. I, I really love the the full version is really great, and I miss. I mean, because also there's enough people, enough characters in the show to have a longer version. 
Right, but I don't feel like the regular version was too long. Like, it's not like it was the it is long, Fresh though. Prince theme song. I it mean, it's long. long, but it's like it's like when the OC changed their theme song. They still use California by Phantom Planet, but they use, like, a different part of the song. And it's like, whoa, whoa. I'm not familiar with it. I didn't watch OC. Whoa. I didn't watch OC. Did you ever watch, like, Gossip Girl or One Tree Hill? No. Or like that? I didn't watch WB no. stuff or Fox stuff. Fox teen dramas or WB wow. teen okay. dramas. Keep your politics out of it. Okay? <laughs> because the OC is one of the greatest shows of all time. But pre-season three. You don't, trust me, you don't want to watch season four. Oh, God. Where would one watch? Is it, is it on, like, Hulu and stuff now? Um, I'm sure. But also come on over because I have the box set. <laughs> Same with the full house. <laughs> like I have. Oh, that's right. I saw box it. Even though I can I have tool and stuff, like, and I know how to stream things online, but I have the box set. I'm sure it has to be somewhere. I feel like I've seen it, but okay. also, oh my god, it's just so good. Okay. Anyway, I was very upset about the modified theme song. Noted. And then I hear my voice. Okay, not anymore. Okay. <laughs> I heard my, like I heard my echo voice for a second. Uh-huh. Uh, then we meet the Jennifers. I want to pause and say R.I.P. to all the Jennifers who were all the girls who were named Jennifer in the 90s because I feel like that was such a thing where everyone was named Jennifer and everyone had like multiple Jennifers in their class. What's your experience with that? Tell me about it, bro. So I've always known there's always been another Jennifer, but to like tell myself a little bit, mine is spelled really differently. Mm -hmm. It is. So I I forget until I have to write it down. Yeah, like, but so, okay. You would hear Jennifer everywhere, but I was I would always get pissed that like when you go to Disney World and shit, you couldn't find a Jennifer keychain that was like spelled correctly. Oh, uh, yeah. For for me, I was like, why wouldn't Disney consider me personally when they made these? But yeah, there were there were always like another Jennifer in my class, so you would have to refer to everyone as like entire names. And my last name is just terrible, so like then it became I went by Jenny for a while. Really? Now, oh my god! For like fourth grade, I was Jenny. Oh, and it's yeah. Did your personality like, change with your name? Uh, you know what? I don't think it did. But of course, now that you ask me that, I'm like, I have such a strong, like, hatred towards the name Jenny that I'm like, maybe it did. And maybe that's why I don't like that aspect of my childhood. And maybe that's why that, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. I don't know. Jenny is like the one thing that to this day, if someone calls me that, I don't fuck with it. Like, Ooh, you can call me Jenny from the block, like trying to be funny, but like I don't do well with just Jenny. You're like Daniel Radcliffe. He doesn't like to be called Danny, or maybe he he didn't when he was like doing the Harry Potter press circuit. He said he hated the name Danny. He got angry and people called him that. I can respect that. Like I don't know that I necessarily get angry because that's like part of my spiel. It's part of my introduction. I'm like, hey, I'm Jen or Jennifer, but like not Jenny. Like I'll tell you, not Jenny. Yeah. But at the same people time, people get really like, loosey goosey. Lo- like people get like too comfortable with you when they try to give you a nickname when they first meet yeah. you. Can I yeah. call you? People say, can I call you Mel or Melly? I was like, no, no, you that's can't. Not, not at all. I'll let you know what to call me. Yeah, and that's like when you have a really, really good friend who can kind of just do whatever, I wouldn't care. But yeah, for a complete stranger, 
I'm not your Jenny. Also, I feel like I'm pretty sure my hatred for Jenny stems from one time I was dating this guy who was just, you know, a great guy in general, in general, totally, for sure. And he cheated on me with this girl named Jenny. And wow. I, from that point, I was like, Jenny embodies this, like, spirit of everything that I'm not trying to be, you know? See, okay, there's an extra layer to that. You have so many layers and reasons for not wanting <laughs> to be called Jenny. I get that. Yeah. But also, I just feel like when I grow up, when, um, <laughs> like, if I get, mm-hmm. a lot of the appeal of getting married to me is having a cooler last name. Like, not gonna lie. True. You know what I'm saying? Really, so, the only reason I have to get married is to change my last name. Yeah, but what are you gonna do about your bro, Stuart? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I just, you say that like, so easily, too. I feel like when I get married, I'll just drop the nafer and just be Jen, something really cool. <laughs> you know. So Jenny yeah. is not a, a mood at all. But so if I don't get married, yeah, if I don't get married, which I probably won't, I'll just like go by my, go by my first and middle name instead and get rid of it. Come on, pen name. Thank you. But it's like I have a my brand is building under little and it's like it's a whole thing. I fuck with it. But yeah, I mean, I can definitely attest to um, having multiple Jennifers in my class. So I should have basically this episode taught me that I should have created like a whole Jennifer gang and then like Jennifer nation and been their leader. So I missed out on that. This episode is about identity and like having individual identity or not. And I feel like Jennifer's, I don't know, growing up with like kids who had the same name in a a class, like they, they had to like, there was like pressure, like expectation to have a different personality than the other person with your name yes so there yes. was like the bad jennifer and the good jennifer or like the sporty jennifer yes and like i was the, the girly sporty jennifer, jennifer. Sporty yes Jen. yeah oh so i feel God. like it's all about like distinguishing yourself in some small way and being like that person mm-hmm. and I, yeah so but with these jennifers that we meet um they just want to be the same like they want to be carbon copies of each other and it was kind of awkward because like we've never heard of these girls you know they're not Gia we don't see them again like they literally just pop up we hear mm-hmm. that they're the coolest girls in fifth grade and you're yeah, like because I was looking to okay. see cause, like Danielle Fischel is one of the Jennifer's oh my god Women's world manga cameo yeah and then but the other Jennifer just like disappears she's not she doesn't act anymore like I looked up her name oh, and you looked her up. she shares a name with the porn star so oh, I was like, it got dicey trying that. to find some stuff, like trying Search. to find videos of <laughs> Tiffany Watson's her name. So yeah, Tiffany Watson videos, you'll find some stuff. Watch her get some royalty checks next week, thanks to this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, um, so yeah, they both disappeared. They just like show up, but maybe it's for the best. We'll like we'll go through the storyline, but maybe it's for the best that like Stephanie is not their friend. Right. Yeah. I mean. It was cool to see Zapanga pop up. Yeah, I was down for that. But also, can I just say that John Stamos looks ravishing in this episode? He like, I feel like he's like a fine wine. Like, I'm not like saying it's like a cliche, but like he does get better with age. Like as the seasons go on, he gets more and more attractive. It's like his hair gets better. Yes. So like swagger is like just handsome and relaxed. And like he's a father. (sighs) He's a a a musician. He has a job. He has a job. The bar is so high. <laughs> He's <laughs> no, he looks really good. I I remember hearing you and Izzy talk about like the first episode where he has that very strange like moulet situation happening, and it was uh, no. But 
obviously they gave us that so that he could become this mm-hmm. so that he could evolve into this thank you for that I right this that was thing. like part of his arc the entire time his so arc is his hair had to start somewhere yeah of course some people get character arcs he gets a hair arc a hair arc and he's okay with that no but he does he does get a character arc um, i'm gonna do some more of his like jesse sad episodes where he like has to face the truth about his life so yeah. he, he does change because like he didn't graduate high school and like he has a couple episodes about him like not being smart or he feels he's not smart yeah so he has an arc he gets i it love all. it i'm here for the arc all right so the, the jennifers come in and they think nikki and alex are girls so that's birth their whole beeline of the boys getting a haircut mm-hmm. um but also the main conceit is like they're really annoying and they say things together and like what's her catchphrase i didn't write it down no way no way yeah, yeah. Like, oh, they're, they're boys? No way. And they say it together at the same time in unison. Yeah. It's like their fetch, but it actually caught on. Okay, yeah. And then they go upstairs. And meanwhile, Joey says he has not code Jasper. Also, I noticed Dave Couillet had like a throat thing this episode. Like, he was like, he sounded sick. Really? I didn't I think, think I don't know if he got arrested because he was trying to do the Uncle Jasper voice and like it hurt his voice for this scene. They filmed out of order, but like his voice seemed raspy to me. As someone who watched oh. episodes back to back, and I noticed. So it. you're thinking that maybe they filmed the Jasper first, and yeah. that like, ah, I didn't like pick that up at technique, all. and so he made his voice hoarse really, really quickly. But to be fair, he's only in that cold open and that very first scene where he leads them upstairs. Yeah. So mm. maybe, maybe they maybe cut him sick. out of something yeah. because he's sick or something. That's yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's one of those two because I definitely noticed his voice was like wow, resting. bitch. I told y'all she's a pro. She's See? a guru. She's untouchable. Listen to me. I'm trying to help y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that's all set up. Joe, they ta- they, Joey offers his uncle Jasper. They say no. They're gonna, Jesse's going to do it himself. Then we go upstairs and that's when I like found a note that like I feel like this episode is about Stephanie's insecurities and how aggressively she tries to fit in. Oh my god! Like yes. she's really she's a tryhard. Validation this entire episode because like um, first of all she's playing tea house like tea party with Michelle and I like I never played tea party. It always seemed boring to me. Wait, do you have siblings? Yeah, you have an older sibling though, right? I have two older siblings. I'm the youngest. Yeah, I was trying to, so I don't have any, I'm the baby also. So I was trying to put myself in the shoes of like, if I had this significantly younger sibling and I share a room with them, I'm sure you kind of get roped into being her first line of contact a lot of times, yeah. you know? Uh, yeah, maybe. Cause I, my sister and I are like really close. We're only two years apart. Mm. And we were like, we were really close in age and like we played, it was an easy. Yeah, so y'all were like together. doing the same things. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I mean, this is like pre iPad days. Like she couldn't babysit Michelle with an iPad. Mm. And Michelle's very bossy. Her, she's, a mood. Love. She, she's a mood. She's a mood this whole episode. She, she, I like emulated her. Like I definitely like pretended to be Michelle to get my way. And it worked too. Just be assertive. That's all. Michelle. I mean, and we can get to this later, but Michelle knows what she's doing when she wants something. Stephanie, not so much. She's really insecure. And I feel like she, like, yeah, it's like all about her trying really hard to fit in. And like, she, they come in to her bedroom. They like have a problem with her playing tea party. She tries to hide it. And then she tries to show them her sunglasses that look really cheap, by the way. (laughs) 
And like, I don't know, just her eagerness, like really like. Yeah, really she's cringe. like, look at my new sunglasses. Look at like, my new earrings. That? Like, I feel like the girls that did that, because there was a girl in my class in elementary school who used to finish all our sentences. Like she wouldn't let you finish a sentence. She was like, finish it with you. Like that was her thing. It's like, finish your sentences with you to like, and like, she was very like nodding your head, her head kind of person. And like, wanted to like, like, wouldn't let you talk, talk basically. with you at the same, but she wasn't like trying to overpower you, but she wants like show, like, I guess it was her way of connecting with you, like in a really eager way. And like, I just definitely reminded me of her, like just being very over eager. Oh my gosh. Now that you say that, I'm thinking about people that I know like that. And you're like, you just want to shake them and be like, bitch, are you even listening to like anything that I'm saying? Because you just agree with everything. Do you have an opinion? That's the thing. Yeah. It's like people who want to like, they, I think they, they think they're helping or they think they're being like a good active listener and a good friend, but like, they're just not letting you have a thought and they're not having their own thoughts. Right. They're not bouncing anything off of you that I didn't even think about that at all, but she just, uh, I mean, she's just looking for validation this entire episode. And she's, she says these are the coolest kids in fifth grade. So, and that's also very much at an age where kids are so cool. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, she really just needs a friend. And I guess she really doesn't have one. I mean, she didn't get one until like the episode from last week when she gets to middle school and she finally meets, um, what's her face? Mickey. Yeah. Yeah. Much better friend than Gia, by the way. <laughs> oh my God. Gia has a whole thing too. That's the episode yeah. where she gets in a car cash and stuff. Um, what's my favorite Gia episode? The one where they're in a band and they like, won't listen to uncle Jesse about practicing. Oh yeah. They fuck up. Yeah. I saw the sign. I saw the sign. <laughs> It's a great. Oh episode. Um, also, yeah, I don't just, know the actor's name, but she's gorgeous. Like, Gia. oh, um, Marissa. I'm sure you know it. Go ahead and flex on us. It's uh, no, it's like something. M. It's I was just looking at her Instagram earlier today. She's a mom now. Her um, Instagram, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Like, sorry. You know what she's doing my today. feed. My feed is like all them. So like, I'm going to see it. That's crazy. Um, Marla Sokoloff. Okay. Yeah. Come on, Marla. Um, um yeah so when the jennifers come in they kick michelle out or stephanie makes a wager like a bribe with michelle and says well i don't know why because look michelle like what she needed in that moment michelle's very assertive and like she knows she can see right through them they're, she knows they're lame she like i don't know michelle would have been a great ally in a situation if she would have let her stay for sure but i feel like this must be there must be some sort of like uh, like wave that you go through where popularity does matter to you so like as a young child you're like i don't even know what that means so it doesn't register with me but then there's puberty where it's like everything and then you grow up and you're like i don't really care i'm doing my own thing so okay maybe she's in that phase maybe yeah maybe it's just puberty maybe it's just hormones girl i get it but when she kicks michelle out of her room (laughs) michelle's like hmm who should I bother? Oh, oh yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> that was, yes. yeah. Who should you bother? <laughs> love her. Oh, that was a good moment. See, I love Michelle. She also gave, gave a great eye roll in this scene. Like, a really good, like, a perfect eye roll. I uh, know. She was, I mean, there are a lot of, like, just really great bits in here that only come with, you know, really having a concept of who your character is and, like, what the arc is and mm-hmm. where, where you fit into all of this like those types of things that sass is not written into a script you have to exactly bring that to set thank you can you tell michelle mary kate and ashley apart yeah like for can the first part of that scene apart huh 
Can you tell Alex and Nikki apart? No, I didn't. I'm sure if I like pay more attention to them, I just don't pay enough attention to them. And plus, like with Mercury and Ashley, they have a bunch of movies and stuff. Like after a while, if you watch enough of their like, oh yeah, like and stuff, you can tell. When they got older, for sure, and especially like in the past few years, I can tell them apart by Mm -hmm. whatever the fuck they're wearing because like one of them is just whoa choice. (laughs) But as a kid i don't know when you're only looking at one of them and they're not side by side i don't think i could tell it definitely looked a lot more when they were younger um, it looked more identical than and it, was, it was definitely more subtle but i could definitely tell like in that scene one was um it was ashley in that bedroom scene it's fucking crazy yeah it's crazy that you can do that um and also like in this scene like they they asked her if she was watching Arsenio last night and um, she said, like, she has a, she wasn't, but she tries to lie about it. But then they say they weren't watching either because they were shaving their legs. And, like, shaving your legs is a, apparently a cool thing. And I want to talk about shaving legs as a okay. kid for a second because I don't know. It wasn't, like, a big deal. Like, no one talked about it in my school. But I remember the first time I shaved and why I shaved. And it was, like, Uh-oh. very important for me to actually do it. And I was dumb. So... Uh-oh. I was about to go to, it was like, I was like 12 years old. I was going to sleepaway, sleepaway camp for the first time. And I was wearing so a like two-piece. Sixth grade, sixth grade, around this age. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to wear a two-piece bathing suit for the first time. So I was yeah. like, I need to shave, shave my legs. So even though like I didn't have a lot of hair, like you don't have that much hair. Right. Normally. Unless like, you're like of Mediterranean descent or something and it's like yeah, your skin is white and your hair is dark. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, I have darker skin and darker hair. So like it wasn't a big, like you, you can't really tell really, but I was like, I need to shave. So I went to Walmart with my grandma to get a two-piece bathing suit and to get a razor because I knew my mom wouldn't let me do it. Um, I took it home. My mom looked at my shopping bag and she was like, um, first of all, what first is all, what is this thick razor doing in here? This, this thick, like, disposable razor and this two-piece bathing suit. And I was like, I need to do this. I was, like, very, like, I was very, like, militant or, like, angry and attitude about it. And so like, you just got like, this on your own. Yeah. And you just can't. So how did you even like get to the store to get that? My grandma took me. Okay. So my grandma will let me do whatever. Yes, grandma. Okay. Yeah. So like my mom, like she didn't, I think she knew that was being dumb and she didn't want to fight back with me. She was like, all right, do what you want to do. Want to do. Like, that's your battle. You're going to fight. And I was like, great. So yes. I went upstairs. Oh God. Sat my ass on my bed and I dry shaved them bitches. No. <laughs> Oh, my bed. Oh, my bed. I shaded my legs while I was dry on my bed because I'm stupid. Oh, no. My, For like, no reason. Like, like, why? Oh, my God. That's crazy. I feel like the idea of, like, I feel like when changes, depending on who you are, but, like, the idea, like, your first shave feels like the immediacy or like the urgency of it it's never like you can't you never casually decide to shave your legs for the first time it's always like okay i'm gonna do this yeah or no mine was i don't remember if i was like asking or not really sure but i i vividly remember my mom like took me into her bathroom like sat me up on the counter put my legs like in the sink and was like coaching me through it she's like you put your you put the um shave gel on and then you do this and then really lightly you do that like and she would like do it and then i would do it after her see that's like is... a great educational video like the perfect like this video you watch in like sixth grade with the other girls and like they talk you talk to you about it the right way to do it 
Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure this was like around that time when we were doing those, you know, like puberty classes in fifth grade and stuff. So, I, I mean, honestly, that was like ideal case scenario, which is funny. It sounds like lovely. My mom and, and I are like same. not even close, but I have this vivid memory of her like <laughs> teaching me how to shave my legs. So, I mean, but also, yeah, I'm with you that it wasn't really a big deal to me because I was never like, oh my God, like I was never insecure about my leg hair. Also, I played soccer. So like four times a week, they were covered by shin guards and like socks. So I just didn't, I never paid attention. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I just felt like I need to tell that story because I just, I just thought about it. Like I didn't realize I actually did that until like I saw this. I was like, oh, when did I shave? Like, oh yeah, I was really dumb about it. Shaved. Dry shave. When you went, so this was for, what'd you say? Sleepaway camp? Yeah. And when you went there, were your legs like? No, they they grew back in extreme pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely, yeah, yeah. I think I blocked it out. Like I, oh so my like, god, there was other stuff going on at that camp that I was like, I was around boys and stuff, and I was like, I don't know, I was occupied mentally. My legs were the least of my problems. Oh my, I cannot believe that you did so that. Dumb. But your mom was like, sure, touch the stove. They talk to <laughs> yep, yep. Like literally that, literally yes. Like I remember, Which, like one time I was like putting like uh, some tweezers in the outlet, and she just kind of let me do it. <laughs> oh, tweezers in the outlet. Yep. Kind of a different. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like sure, burn the house down. See if I care. <laughs> she. I don't know. She tried. I mean, I turned off fine. No, that's my parenting style. Is very much like okay. Don't listen to what I say. Try it out. And yeah. Cause she did tell me to stop. Like she, she was definitely. She told me not to do it. Yeah. yeah. So. Damn. I, I was a dummy. I was I was book smart. Um. Yes, I you are. Like... But you're also thematically smart because look at where we are now. But life skills? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see as we go on, I guess. Um. Uh-huh. So yeah. So Michelle goes in to bother DJ, and. Uh, oh yeah, so after the Jennifers leave, Stephanie goes in to bother DJ. Yeah, because they talk about the, the ears piercing. They like realize he has like her clip-ons. Wanna see my new earrings? They're really funky. Those are clip-ons. They all are. We always thought you had pierced ears. Well, I wear clip-ons that look like pierced earrings. No way. <laughs> clip-ons are so second grade i know that's why i'm definitely getting my ears pierced at the mall this weekend oh really well we're gonna be at the mall this weekend too no way <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. thing i don't think ear piercing was a big deal in our area either like getting your ears pierced wasn't a big deal I don't remember that it was, but we were, we also came up in that generation where it's like, get your baby's ears pierced while they're still a baby and blah, blah, you know? So like yeah. got their ears pierced. I don't get that logic though. It was like, <laughs> it's something about, I guess. So I don't know that it actually does hurt less. I think it's just that you don't like traumatize a child with you. It's like, sure. Traumatize a baby, but not a child. I don't, don't know. I don't, don't know what's going on. Like I'm sure it probably hurts. I should, they have probably have the same nerves or whatever. But yeah, for sure. The pain with the ear piercing is subjective too. Like I didn't care when I got my ears pierced. I was like, okay, do it. I, I was too young. I don't remember that. I do remember. No, mm-mm. I'm just making shit up. I think. But <laughs> I um, you've definitely seen like the Lindsay Lohan parent trap where she pierces 
her ears. Whoa. Have you not seen the parent trap yep. of Lindsay Lohan? I have, yeah. You know the scene where she pierces her ears with a hot needle and like an orange? Yeah. Is that Lindsay Lohan? Yes, oh, girl. Because if you watch it on TV, yeah. they cut out that scene because I guess it's so graphic. Yeah. <laughs> it also probably teaches kids a lot of shit, you know? It does. That's what they do. That's how I learn stuff with TV. Yeah, girl. I remember I was in high school and I wanted a second hole in my ear and my mom would not let me get a second hole. So I did it my fucking self. Okay. Really? Yes. I did not do it with no hot needle and an orange and shit, but I can't say that I guess that scene must have subconsciously taught me something because I like sterilized a needle. See, I was a little medical school bitch all the way back then. I sterilized the shit out of this needle. I think I must have numbed my ear or something. And then I just started, like, wiggling that bitch through, like... Did it hurt? I mean, I did it on, like, my actual ear lobe. So, like, it's just tissue. Mm. So, I mean, of course it, like, hurts as you're doing it. But then you get an earring in and it's, like, you just give it a few weeks to heal and that's a wrap. Okay. See, and I had a learning. I got my second ear, ear hole, bitch. Like, I can give a fuck. So, any children listening, there you go. There you Get go. Wiggle it in. <laughs> Make sure you sterilize it. Just sterilize it. That's about it. Also, the internet can tell you everything. Like, the inter- kids can learn how to fucking give their own, what's it called? Poke and stick, stick and poke. Yeah. Poke. Tattoos. Y'all can get prison tattoos at home now. Like, piercing your ears should be the least of your problems. It was the Wild West for us. We had to figure it out or know it ourselves. Otherwise, we were messed up. Okay. That's why you just got to loosen the leash sometimes, I guess. A little bit. You want your fucking ears pierced? Let's get your ears pierced. Like, okay. Neat. Don't let society tell you what to do. Just do it. Or the Jennifers. Oh, my God. We'll get there. So, so um, yeah. So they're in DJ's room now. Yeah, she's in DJ's room, and she's like, um, let's go to the mall this weekend. I want to get my ears pierced. And DJ's wet blanket ass is like, no, girl. I couldn't if I wanted to. You have to have a parent present. Um, yeah, fair. Yeah, it's like, cool. You got one line in this scene just to be a wet blanket. Okay, thanks. But also, I, now that you mentioned that, I noticed that DJ didn't, like, wasn't an ally for Stephanie. Because, like... Stephanie obviously wanted her ears pierced, and DJ didn't go to bat to her with her or like back her up and say, "Well, maybe yeah, you could. It's not a big deal. Just get your ears pierced." Yeah. Like, why wouldn't? I mean, because especially without a motherly figure, I feel like Danny would have been down for it if DJ had given her support and was like, "Come on, Dad. Like, it's just an earring. It's just an ear piercing." Yeah, like as someone who went through it, like I wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have hurt if she if she I got it done a year earlier or whatever. Like, That's a good point. That's a good point. So yeah, I guess maybe back, Danny. Yeah. Maybe Danny is just thinking, like, I just, the fairest way I know how to do it is to let everyone do it when they hit sixth grade or whatever it was. But if DJ, like, vouched for it and was like, bitch, I'm going to give a fuck, then maybe. Yeah, Danny is, like, a very, like, irrational person in some ways, where he just does stuff just because he thinks this is how you're supposed to do it. And, like, there's not, he's, like, very just, I don't know, like, OCD about certain things. So it's, like, not like he has a good reason for it, like he said. like Yeah, he's also a man raising three daughters. Like, it's... I'm sure it's like a different enough world for him in just that. So he's like, he doesn't grasp the concept of treating each daughter and each situation as their own. Like, you know, maybe one kid doesn't even want earrings. Like who cares? Then at what point is he like, okay, you're entitled to this because this situation is different. I don't know. I feel like it's a, it's a hard parenting 
move. But, but he should have utilized Becky. I don't think Becky was utilized enough this episode because she could have helped out. Thank you. I don't think I don't feel like he bounced enough things off Becky in general. Like she knows a lot of stuff. Yeah. Because like, also like the episode Becky. before this was Je- was Joey's like ho- hockey game and Jesse had to um like be the commentator for it and he didn't know anything about hockey. So Becky bounces oh, yeah. in and like does it for him and like it's like a great sports commentator on his behalf and like she has all she has all these hidden talents and skills. She really and does. Wisdom. And she had such a good moment with DJ when she taught her how to do her makeup and like she just she's a great aunt. That's I a know. good aunt. If only could be Becky. I I tell I told my friend this last week. Um, so my friend Heather, who did two episodes before, uh-huh. she said her sister. When she asked her sister who which character she related to most in Full House, she said her sister said Becky. And we were both like, I never even conceived of a world where I could be a Becky, you know? Yeah. Like how much confidence do you have to have as a person to like think, okay, I identify most with Becky, the most perfect, beautiful person in this show. Yeah. And she like, just has it all Becky. together. She's on the road to become a fucking anchor. She has John Stamos on her arm. Two twin boys, which goals. Like, well, she does live in an attic, though. So, that attic is tricked the fuck out. Have you seen that attic? (laughs) Also, it's San Francisco. So, it's, you know. You gotta get in where you fit in. Okay. Okay, Um, and then we're downstairs. Oh, yeah, Kimmy. Yeah, Kimmy... Oh my god, that because there's this thing where like um Steve has wrestling practice and he says like oh Kimmy was like, Oh, I didn't have wrestling practice, I'm the towel girl. And he's like, Oh yeah, we're having it without you now because you've been wipe you've been dry wiping down boys too often. And it was like so apparently yes. she's been her sexually harassing these boys. <laughs> I was like, When is she she's like a predator, like when is she gonna get me too? Like Oh, I think Kimmy How many times she groped girl. someone? <laughs> Gross. Oh god. I don't know. It's like that's a darker moment that I feel like is glossed over a little bit too quickly. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of moments like that, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, if you read into them, I mean, there's a lot of um, like we we talked about. There's a lot of misogynistic and or, or not we, but like you and some of your other guests have touched on like the misogynistic undertones and like some of the homophobic stuff. So like, it's definitely implied, but of course now. It's like not only is the, the the time and like the climate different, but also we're older and like yeah. you know, things that we didn't pick up on as kids, you obviously pick up on as a going on thirty year old. Yeah, yeah, so. fair. But and then so we're downstairs. Well, that's when Kimmy is like, "Oh, oh yeah, keep <laughs> yes, girl." Different part. Thank, see, thank God I took notes. Um, <laughs> yeah, so DJ's like, "You have to have a parent to get your ears done at the mall." But Kimmy says, "What? Like her brother works at the piercing pagoda?" She's like, "I'll just bring the gun. I'll just get him to bring the gun home, and I'll pierce your ears for you. I've done it before." And so what's crazy is Stephanie has sense here, and she's like, "Are you?" fucking kidding me like i would never let you touch me are you kidding and i don't know what happened but somehow she just she gets desperate yeah she does get desperate because i feel like it becomes like i think it becomes less about the ear piercing and more about her like mania or like her need to get this thing she wants yeah. it becomes more about her not being dj at the point like it becomes less about the ears being pierced or just like the injustice of it or like the idea that she can't because dj didn't mm-hmm. Because that's why I feel like that's the only reason why she, like, stops thinking about the fact that it's Kimmy Gibbler. Oh. <laughs> then they're downstairs. <laughs> uh, go ahead. 
Um, oh, yeah, they're in the kitchen. And Jesse has the two boys in the high chairs, and he's trying to give them, or talking about giving them a haircut. And Danny keeps interrupting with his horror stories that spooks mm. Jesse into, like, not wanting to give the haircut. Yeah. Um, Nervous. I don't know. I just, I'm getting more and more attracted to Danny. I don't know if you noticed my arc, but I'm getting more and more attracted to Danny. I don't know. I Danny. definitely picked up on that. Um, is it just a responsibility? Like, what is it? I think it is. And also, I feel like I'm noticing Bob Saget's charisma more. I think it's like his talent. I think I'm like, it's com- I'm combining Danny's gentleness with Bob Saget's talent to make the perfect. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. Because I remember as a kid when I first found out that Bob Saget like is who he is and he's like a comedian and he's like pretty not gross but like not kid friendly like with his his stand up routines and stuff you're like whoa how did this man even get this role but then you watch Full House and you're like he's I mean he's perfect yeah that's a real I was watching. Even though like he looks different, I'm not attracted to who he how he looks now. But I was watching his Instagram story last night, and he looks. I was like, oh, why am I attracted to him? He looks so different. Like I'm not. He looks Girl. like a dad. But then at the very end of his Instagram video, he was like fumbling, trying to turn the, trying to turn the camera off, and he was like, oh, this is very cute. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm in. I got Aww. it. Dad, see, you don't have to justify that to me because I'm all about people who are not like. I guess textbook attractive because I'll find something that I like about them as people. And then I'll be like, Oh my God. Like, I just want to fuck the fact that you're OCD. <laughs> See, exactly. And that's not healthy. And also when you break up with them, you're like, Oh shit. Like I broke up. Like if it ends badly and you're like, Oh, you're ugly. Yeah, that's true. But there's, it happens for me with people, especially who have these like very, uh, distinct talents, i.e. Mm-hmm. Bobby Flay, i.e. Bill mm-hmm. Nye, where you're like, these people are not marginally, like, attractive, according to, like, societal standards. But, bitch, when Bobby Flay started cooking, I just want to be sitting on an island in his kitchen, cutting up shit, and he comes behind me, like, in Ghost, and we're just, like, cutting stuff together, and then we just get nasty on the kitchen island, bitch. Like, See? I get it. I, yeah, and I hate that feeling because I have a, I just like discovered someone that I'm have that with, and I don't I hate it so much. Have you heard of Ninja? Oh my god, <laughs> like the gamer? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't. I know. I hate it. I like. I, he's so mediocre looking. No, that's and what I'm like, saying. You don't have to justify that. He's an average white boy. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. It's like it's the fact always... he's good at video games. Have you? Okay. Have you heard? I have this I had this like segment on my podcast one time because I was like talking about a thread that I made on Twitter literally called unsuspecting men I would bust it open for <laughs> where I review men who are not like what you should consider just not men that you, that would walk by and you would be like damn <laughs> But then you find out something about them where you're like, oh, bitch, I could get down with that. Okay, okay. Exactly. I was like, I don't know. Because, like, yeah, if I like, see a picture of him and I'm like, oh, like, he looks so, like, pale. He's pale because he doesn't, like, go out a lot. He's very, like, pacey looking. all his games. Frail looking. Yeah, no, I remember, oh, he played because he plays games really well. I'm like, oh, that's attractive. There's <laughs> <laughs> some games. That thumb work. What'd that be doing? <laughs> oh, my gosh. See, you don't have to justify yourself to me because at some point my list became, it included, um, uh, cartoon characters. I just sent you a picture of him. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> this Adam's apple. 
exactly. It's like, look how tiny he is. He's very frail. He looks yeah, like, I don't know about that one. I think it's also like the idea of like, I like sad boys and like soft, fragile people. Yeah, no, but I can totally see it. I don't even know who else is on my list at this point, but I, I definitely remember somehow Skeeter from Doug got on there. Oh. Yeah, girl, Skeeter okay. got the swag. Skeeter got the juice. See, I was into Roger Klotz. I was like, Roger more. too, bitch, yes. He's so yeah. mean, but I would exactly. Just, I feel like I he like, would be like really nice to me behind closed doors. I like the juxtaposition. I think because like everyone there was like so goody goody, like the like the idea of like a rebel in that environment. Because I like I'm I wouldn't fit in in Doug's world. Like I'd be too controversial for them. But I feel like yeah. Roger Klotz would get me. I feel like they could have definitely included you as Roger's girlfriend Ooh. in you know, season three or something. I'm gonna write a fanfic. <laughs> yeah, and you're like somewhere in between self insert of goody goody and Roger Klotz. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good idea. I love it. You're welcome. Thank you. See, See we're networking. I, we're like a business call. <laughs> we're like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We and we've talked about ideas of like things that we want to work on together too. That's why I need to like get on your level writing wise because I feel like I come up with great ideas, especially when I get high. And then I'm like, okay, but I don't know how to make it happen. Maybe you should give me ideas, not write them, because like I, or maybe I don't know, because I write stuff but I don't finish it. Like, mm-hmm. I started writing on our thing, but I just, like, stopped. We just need a writer's room. I agree. Because <clears throat> I would just love to sit at that table and be like, okay, well, what about this? And y'all can tell me, no, that's pure shit, because I'll have another idea. But I don't know how <laughs> we get to that point, you know? Exactly, yeah. I'm definitely a collaborator. I like, I talked about it with a therapist, and, like, we decided that, like, I need, like, a group of, like, three to five people around me. Yeah. Just to get function at my best. Get an intern. Yeah. Team. <laughs> a team of people who are forced to, like, work with me. <laughs> the squad. Okay. So, so yeah and then at jesse's too afraid to cut their hair so they go to he decides to go to uncle jasper uncle jasper and then stephanie comes down and has like, this whole like like scammy way to get him to take her to the mall Rick like mistake. yeah yeah she's like um let's go to the mall this weekend let's we'll just get my shoes fixed um get my ears pierced get a new headband come on like okay great it's settled and yeah and then they have to talk through it so it's like you you just expose your plan to your dad exactly just go to the mall just i mean yeah you talk him into it while you're there or but see this is what what i'm saying a rookie mistake like she needs to come up with better tactics and also better lies like when she gets caught with um later in the episode when kimmy does pierce her ears she like does this weird thing where she's like i was just doing sit-ups where she's like covering her ears she's so unstable she needs to be michelle okay michelle needs to fucking teach her this This is all reactionary but you should learn this as a girl with a father okay when you want a dog you ask for a pony so if you Mm -hmm. want your ears pierced you ask for something much bigger and much more outlandish that you don't actually want and then you settle on getting your ears pierced that's negotiating one-on-one though like when you're negotiating your salary you say something crazy so that you say something what you actually want and then you meet in the middle take notes this is like a crossover Jewish student taught me. <laughs> like, <we're teachers. laughs> right. I mean, I still use that tactic to this day. It doesn't work quite as well on boyfriends, but dads, ugh. <sighs> my dad also has three daughters. So my dad is. Oh, like, right. Yeah. He, he's an ex 
an ex-military man, actually ex-retired special ops. So like this motherfucker don't play no games. And then he had three daughters. <laughs> so now he's just like Danny Tanner. Oh, just a big blob of snuggles. So did you see your family in this situation at all when you were growing up? Um, did it appeal to you anymore, or maybe because like they actually you actually had a mom though? I mean, it was relatable. So what's weird is like my dad had a job where he could you know be around more like it would allow like it was more flexible i guess is what i'm saying so he was like our soccer coach and like did everything with us and my mom there were a lot of times when she was like working or you know like she had a regular job like she couldn't just fucking peace out at two o'clock in the afternoon like so there were definitely times where like our dad was responsible for teaching us xyz or like taking us here doing this whatever so it was relatable but I don't know. Also still very, um, you know, op- optimized and idealistic. And it's like, it didn't fit in. Yeah, I think, yeah, with everyone, it was like, too, it was like very like, leave it to beaver kind of stuff. Like, yeah, I like, I don't ever remember, you know how every episode kind of ends with like a moral of the story situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know that my dad was ever like... I don't ever vividly recall either of my parents being like, let's get to the root of why you want this and like why you want to be. Yeah, that moment at the end. And the importance of being an individual. Like, no, that's not something that would have ever happened in my household. (laughs) I feel like you like inadvertently in real life, you just like over the course of like months or something, you learn a lesson. It's never like your parents never like actually set you down and like tell you some wisdom stuff. What's crazy is I try to kick wisdom like that to my nephews. And, you know, like they're very young I mean, they're getting older, but like one of them is still very young. So I don't know how much of it that they pick up, but I mean, and my sister too, like she, they present like all different kinds of theories and like all different kinds of people and customs and ways of doing things. So they're just like basically trying to just keep them with an open mind. And I mean, who knows, maybe once they get to that sort of like puberty age, they'll understand that like they're their own person and they're in control of their own choices. But I also know peer pressure is a hell of a drug. So, yeah, I don't know, because you know, my my nephew is like 12 now and like he's going through some like academic stuff where he just like doesn't like doing schoolwork. But he's really smart, mm-hmm. but he just hates. Of course. Work. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It's like hard to motivate. Like our whole family is like tag teaming, calling him and like trying to like send stuff to my sister for like to help. Cause I guess a conundrum cause he's really smart, but like, I don't, I don't blame him for not liking school, you know? Yeah. It's, sometimes. it's like, I wonder is he challenged enough? And then it's like, okay, well, what can we do? Like as far, I mean, outside of like gifted classes where that's not really like a thing in every district and school, it's like, what do you do? Especially because like he has a bad grade because he like doesn't, so like he has to work work his way up from getting in the bad grades to like being in the gifted class. It's like, <clears throat> and right, that's a long way to what he hates doing. A long way to jump. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, advice is hard, and we don't get it the way Full House gets it. I know, man. I'm I'm just watching this and like thinking over this. Like parenting is hard. They don't have a a, a blueprint of how to do this. Like <laughs> there are no notes. They're figuring this shit out too, you know. So we don't give our parents enough credit and that makes me scared to be a parent maybe possibly one day yeah uh, oh god i don't see how people do it all right so and then from we go from like the talk she says the title of the episode when they're downstairs i'm not dj because he's saying like dj did it then and you you can't do it right now yeah so we go from that 
to the bedroom when was Kimmy going to give her the ear piercing. So we mm-hmm. skip like the arc of like her deciding to call Kimmy. I just assume it's like a frantic call because like she was at it was like a very agitated conversation with Danny. So I feel like she probably got really worked up and then like ran upstairs and called Kimmy. Right. She was like, win. "Fuck this, I'm doing it." Yeah. So Kimmy comes and like it's very cavalier, like nonchalant about it. I feel like it's not a big deal, but the fact it's Kimmy Gibbler and like she's just so careless that makes it dangerous. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because I think that everyone in the house, like, you know, they just love her as, like, our crazy neighbor, Kimmy. But they overall think she's, like, harmless. So they wouldn't think that she would be capable of something like this. But also, I noticed when I watched it again, Kimmy said that, oh, I've been practicing on cold cuts. Oh, yeah. Maybe she got infected because, like, Kimmy didn't sterilize it or wash it after she was, like, piercing cold cuts before she pierced her ears. Because, like, there's no other reason they should have gotten infected unless the needle was infected. Maybe. Maybe that is why. I mean, that's the ideal way to get your ears pierced if you're going to do it, like, back market or black market and get your ears pierced. Like, she had a real gun. She did have a real gun. Yeah. She, I guess just, you're right. She didn't sterilize it. I mean, obviously she didn't sterilize it because her ears got infected, but maybe the cold cuts is what caused it. You're right. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's get some FDA regulation on cold cuts so that when I practice on them, my ears don't get... What the fuck? <laughs> Such a... Okay, Kimmy. <laughs> like, it took me five watches to get to catch that. I heard that, but I just didn't connect them. Like Exactly, I, same, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That's so funny. Like, also gross, you know? <laughs> like, did your... Ew, did her earring back smell like cold cuts? Holy gross. <laughs> <laughs> she was like in her. I'm sorry her to knees. give you that. Her ears first. I so then, it. yeah, the next day they're infected, yeah. and they're red. And then she puts into she puts in the iconic Princess Leia honey buns. Yes, with with the Western outfit. She's wearing this, like this a outfit. cowboy suit. This outfit. She's wearing a denim mini short with like a suede fringe on the bottom of it. And then she has this like brown sort of matching t-shirt with this Pendleton-esque like patterned vest over top of it with these suede cowgirl boots. It's a fucking look, bitch. It is a look. I mean, she could have lost. I remember that look most of this episode. Ugh, it's so great. She could have lost the honey buns. Like, um, no. I mean, also, why didn't she ears. just fucking wear her hair down? Yeah, that's like, what I was gonna say. Like, she has long enough hair to cover her ears. Like, she's or a hat, maybe. I don't know. Quality. Yeah, like, girl, what the fuck? But that was a look, and that was everything. This whole episode was worth it just for that little cowgirl look that we got. Yeah, and so, like, Danny doesn't catch on to it. Like, I don't know. Also, again, stupid ass uh, explanation. We're doing 70s hairstyle day. Can we get this bitch in an improv class? Like, can you lie better? Jesus. Also, she had time to lie. She had, like, time to figure out what to say. Bro, you had all... You had since Kimmy pierced your ears to come up with something. That's what she came up with. 70s day with with a cowboy look for some reason. 70s hair... Yeah, I'm gonna give you Princess Leia... With a cowgirl. I'm going to give you Star Wars on the range. (laughs) Okay. Sure. So then, you have anything else about that moment? Stephanie, I love your look. That's all I have. That is a great look, though. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's a little more at Jasper. I'm going to make my Sims an outfit like that. (gasps) If you can do it, I bet you can do it with CC content because I don't have CC. I discovered custom content and my whole life changed. I'm pretty sure I have like 90 viruses on this computer, bitch. (laughs) My Sim looks exactly like me. Oh, you should stream on Twitch. Like you would, I would watch you for hours if you stream uh, your game. Somebody else told me I should do Twitch, but like, I don't think they connected that I play games, but they were just like, you should stream on Twitch. And I was like, "Mm, no, (laughs) but like if I had something to do, like play the Sims. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I watch Sims all the time. Sim, like YouTubers and Twitch people, people like will get like, people are into that. There's a big audience for that. You can do everything on there. Like, I just don't understand where it ends with the custom content because there is some stuff that I like stumble upon and people have downloaded custom gestures and like making their Sims like sit and do different things. At yeah, like there's like wicked whims moss and like people have sex and like like actual yeah. like people do cam shows or something like a mob would do like a cam like, show girl. dining on the Sims and I was like, how did you, okay. <laughs> <laughs> bro this is what our generation is doing now like the coding and shit that we were doing in our aim profiles i think yeah that's something when my when my space profile skills like taught me html that i still use today oh hello what tech support speaking that's like when people ask me html questions i'm like yeah sure let me take a look at your code and see what sticks out is exactly i'm like i know what i'm doing because i built my space profiles thank you so much Oh my god! Um, it. So yeah, um, we're at Jasper's Kitty Cuss now, and I don't know if the shop is cute or if it's terrifying because there was a lot going on at Jasper's yeah. barbershop. Yeah, and you know how kids are always scared of like the things that they're not supposed to be. It's like grow up. It's like a fake Santa. Like what's the, what's the issue? You know, kids are very scared of like weird things like that. Well, there was like a full a life size clown in the shop. Oh, oh my god, was there? Right I totally now. missed that. Yeah, there is. Like in the corner. Oh my god, it's really scary. Oh, I, I totally right missed that. There's a, there's a full-size clown. <laughs> wow. um, but the barber chairs are cute, though. I like the idea of, like, a rocket ship and yeah, like, a dolphin. Also, um, Joey's uncle, Jasper, <laughs> a.k.a. Joey in, like, a costume, he looks like he has this, like, mad scientist vibe going on. I Like, his whole story, too, is, like, questioning to me because he said he graduated barber school in 1937. So right, like you're clearly like 35. So yeah, but like he's like way he's like dressed and acts like he's like in his like late 80s. But he, by that math, he should have been 60 something at that time. I don't know. Like that. Like his life's. I don't know. I don't know. His story doesn't make sense to me. Maybe he's just really up on health and wellness blogs, and he drinks celery juice every morning, so his skin is amazing. Maybe he's a hundred for all we know. And also, like, why doesn't Joey? Why didn't Jasper help Joey when? I don't know. I feel like Joey. When? What are you talking about? Because Joey is living on their like, on their was living in their alcove in the very beginning. I feel like if Joey lived oh. with his family in the city, he could live with his yeah. family. I don't know. I just like that's a good point. It doesn't seem like Joey has as much support as. Yeah, because you just watched season one. Like, was there any mention of, like, him having any resources outside of... I mean, his mom comes to visit in one episode. Like, all their moms come to visit. Okay. But there's no mention of his uncle. No. Well, I mean, his uncle's a hairstylist or a barber. Like, 
for kids. You know, it's not like he's necessarily rolling in it unless he's, you know, unless he's the kids, John Frieda. How do we know? He could be the next Paul Mitchell for kids. He did a good job. I don't know. What do you think about the haircut? Bro, I literally wrote down in my notes. Did he even fucking cut their hair? <laughs> did he cut their hair? Did he, he just did. It and swoop it to the side? Um, oh, right. Because it's it just like flatter and not like it doesn't look flatter. like it's cut. They did the bangs. He did the bangs different and then wet it up a little bit. Yeah, I think he just styled it. <laughs> and they were like, oh, it's amazing. <laughs> he did one of those like princess diary makeovers where like he just like, you know, flattened it out, gave him a nice little blowout and yeah. it looked the same. He basically took their glasses off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just took their glasses off. He waxed their unibrow and that's yeah. it. Um, yeah, and so of course Jesse's like, Oh my god, I love it. You know what? They had such a cute moment though when so this entire time Uncle Jesse's like freaking out about getting their hair cut because hair is so important to him and Becky's like, get over it, you're being crazy. And then in the salon, Becky's like, Oh my god, and she starts having a mom moment where she's like, They're growing up too fast type thing, and she's like, We're losing them. Like it was cute. I know. Like I, I just- get it. A lot of this episode, that's why I want people to go back and watch Full House. I feel like people forget how, like, cute and charismatic and, like, how much chemistry people had together on the show. And I feel like, just go back and appreciate it. It was so pure. I mean, there were things they did deal with, like, some of the... You know what? The show never got too dark. They did deal with some serious topics, but it was never, like, dark to the point where you were like, oh... Okay. Like, you went and took you out real quick. It was, like, a little Yeah. Yeah, so it was like a a Disney version of, you know, um, I can't think of another kid show that really does. You know, this was like a nice precursor to what eventually led me to start watching Degrassi. It's like families and real conversations, but this is like the training wheels version of now we're talking about cocaine and like safe sex. (laughs) You know, Degrassi scared me so much. Like, it was, I was like, so. I was like afraid to watch it. Why? So it's too adult, like adult themes. I was like, I can't let my mom know I'm watching this. Oh, you must have found it really early. I didn't catch on to it till like much later. Oh, okay. Yeah, I definitely knew yeah. of it when I was younger than by the time I was older enough to like be fine with it. Like I just didn't have an interest in it. Oh, no. I discovered it like I was definitely watching it before like Jimmy got shot. Spoiler alert. But I, I, I was, I mean, I was probably like senior in high school, junior in high. Like, I had to be pretty old by the time I found out about it. And I was like, what is this show? Also, who is Aubrey Drake Graham? Because he's beautiful. You know, like, it mm-hmm. was, I was old enough to like understand that these things were real life elements. Okay. Also, like, speaking of cute moments, I noted that the audience react like they're, like the kids are their kids. Like, the way the audience reacted when they saw the haircut, there was like, oh, yeah. Oh, like a light applause after it happened. Hi, Jasper. We're ready. Oh, good, because I'm finished. There you are. And there you are. Little finishing touch. And then, like, after that happened, I went on Twitter and, like, someone had posted um, a clip of an audience reaction to a different world. And you can hear, like, a black Annie in the crowd saying, like, laughing, like, hey, hey, hey. 
like a very and I like it made me like pine for the '90s audience days of like oh really God. like active audience reactions. Yes, where it wasn't on a track. It was like we know we've done this scene twenty times, but be a live audience, damn it. So yeah, I was like, I just like noted how like the audience like were actually like I believe it was a real studio audience. They were actually like pleased by the kids' new haircut. Oh yeah, I mean those are some cute kids, but also with child actors, like scenes like that, I'm sure did not go on as long as some of the scenes with the older people because you really only have so many chances to get two kids a- acting in a decent behavior. Where you're it like, looks like the Nicky and Alex are really good at like being yeah. with the actors. I feel like they like connected with people really well. Cause like there's a lot of scenes of Nikki and Alan trying to hand people food and like trying to share their food mm-hmm. with people. And also like in the Disney world episode, which we're going to cover next week. Um, yes. They're like, one of them is like sleeping on like Rebecca's like sleeping on her the whole, the entire scene. He's just asleep, like for real asleep. Mm-hmm. And like the other one's like trying to like touch people. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, I don't know. They're like, they interact. They're not looking out in the space. I feel like Mary and Ashley are always looking out into the audience or like to their yeah. handlers all the time. When Nikki Allen's don't do that, really. I just- wonder if that's just different like attachment styles. Because if you're, if you can't be too separated, too far away from like your own parents, maybe yeah. their parents were out in the crowd and they're like looking or like true. Just and Nikki Allen's were together. Sort of- like their twin is right there with them, and Mary and Ashley were separated. Right. So they're probably looking for someone. And Nikki Allen's oh just God, have each yes. other. Yeah. That's such a good point. Yeah, because even as a twin, even if you're, like, not identical or whatever, I feel like you're, like, never alone, especially at that young of an age where you don't have your own life yet, you know? Mm -hmm. So maybe she's just like, I don't get it. Like, where the fuck is my sister? Yeah. Like, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Um, so yeah, the kids get their hair cut and then what else? Basically, we go to, Danny finds out about the ears. Yeah, that's where ears. we find out about the ears because Michelle tells DJ about the ears. Michelle the snitch. I love it. She said, I promised I wouldn't tell dad. Does this look like dad? <laughs> <laughs> okay, bitch, we get it. <laughs> um, and her ears are infected because of the cold cuts <laughs> or because, yep. you know, you let Kimmy Gibbler pierce your fucking ears. Um, yeah. So DJ's like, we have to tell dad. So they go downstairs to tell Danny, who's like having a moment. Adorable. I knew you were just like pining for him during that rubber pencil thing. I came a couple times. <laughs> um, so Danny <laughs> is... <laughs> He's angry and like he yells at first, but then he calmly asks her to explain why she got the ears pierced. Mm-hmm. Like he's angry at first, but then like he like calms down pretty quickly and like has dialogue with her. You lied to me and you deliberately disobeyed me. I told you you could get your ears pierced when you got to junior high, like DJ. Why do I have to do everything like DJ? When DJ did it, how DJ did it? I want to be treated like an individual. Okay. Okay. That's that's a good point. It is? I mean, it is. Steph, let me ask you a question. Why did you want pierced ears? All my friends have. So you wanted to be an individual so you could be exactly like your friends? Well, no. I guess maybe. Honey, if your friends didn't have pierced ears, would you still want them? I don't know. Is this a trick question? Stephanie, if you want to be an individual, you have to know what you want. 
As you get older, you're going to have to make more and more tough decisions. And you can't, you can't base your decisions on what your friends are doing or what's popular or what's on TV. You have to know what works for you. How will I know? Well, you have to think about what's right. And then if you ever have any doubts, that's what I'm here for. I love you, Steph. I love you too, Dad. Listen, from now on, we're going to look at each situation individually, and we're going to base the rules on what works for you, okay? That sounds great. Okay, but first, let's get you to the doctor and have him look at those ears. Good idea. Um, and he has some really good, like, therapist-esque questions he asked her. Like, That's what I'm saying. Like, that never would have happened in my household. My parents would have been like, bitch, I told you not to get your ears pierced, and now look at you. He basically, he knows that he like, tries to make her say it out loud. That, like, basically, like, she doesn't know why she wants them. He's just questioning her, like, motivations for doing things. And, like, your friends didn't have pierced ears. Would you want, would you still want them? And, like, that's a deep question. Like, if your friends didn't have them, would you even want it in the first place? The fact that he noticed that. It, it was all in the phrasing. Because, like, when I, I've definitely used as a kid, like, oh, well, Melita's doing it. And your parents say, well, if Melita jumps off a bridge, are you going to, you know... They would always say that. So, but it's like, if you just turn the question around and it's like, but if Melita wasn't doing it, would yeah. you still want to do it? Exactly. It's the question of your motivation for doing something. Yeah. Because she said, you know, she says like, why does it always have to be about DJ? I want to be treated like an individual. And he's like, bitch, do you not understand that you're doing this to fit in? So that's says, not. quote, if you want to be an individual, you have to know what you want. Yes, Danny. These are quotes. I'm not. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna um, post this video. I mean, and it's so true. Like, if you do want to be an individual and forge your own way, and just like be happy with what you're doing, you have to know what you want to do. And also, I think I'm probably I'm definitely lying or like projecting, but I feel like this episode helped me as a kid to like because I was very different. Like, I didn't fit in really well, and I feel like. I had different motivations for other kids. Like I was like a brainiac and like, I was like, just wanted to focus on schoolwork to get out of the town. Um, and I don't like, I just feel like stuff like this, like made me feel like, okay. It's different to be, it's okay to be different. Or I just yeah. want different things to have different motivations for doing stuff. Like it's okay to want something if, ever, other, if, other, if other people happen to want it too, but like, don't do it just because everyone's still doing it, you know? That's true. And like, I think for me, it was even, there was like another element of like, I have a sister who's in the next school grade up from me. And so like, we're so close that we just did the same things and like had the same friends and, you know, we're always involved in the same activities when we were really young. So I definitely felt when she was like, okay, well I'm not DJ, you know, like this is, she did her thing. Let me do my thing. And I want to be different. You can't just keep looping us into, we're both your daughters, so we're both going to be this way. Um, Which, I mean, I'm sure he was just trying to establish some sort of, like, rule where it's like, when you get to sixth grade, you can do this, whatever. But also, I get it that I'm sure some of it, it, I mean, definitely a lot of this is just about validation and, like, wanting to fit in with these cool kids. But she's also, like, living in this shadow of DJ, you know? like DJ is such a goody-goody yeah but she's the middle child you know like michelle gets all the attention because she's a baby and dj is you know the oldest and the goody goody and the fucking wet blanket so it's like there's stephanie and okay 
So she probably feels very overlooked, you know? And now she has her fucking nephews living with her. Like, she just probably doesn't get enough attention at home either. Yeah. So it's a wonder that she was only asking for ear piercings and not drugs, Danny. Give her the ear piercing. <laughs> I know. Like, seriously. But the thing is, like, it's, on her, it's her own fault, too, though, because she, like, didn't know what she wanted. Like, right. so I, I feel like it's for the best because, like, she didn't know she wanted them anyway because she was perfectly fine with her clip-on earrings. Like, she was happy about them. Yeah, I'm proud of all them. she wants is just to fit in. It's not about the earrings. It's a it's something deeper than that. Yeah. Like if the explore page were around when Stephanie was a child, this bitch would be getting black market ass injections. Like how do we know? She just wants to fit in. I feel like yeah, if she were if like it were now and the the parents would be like an Instagram family and like DJ and Michelle would be like really like popular on Instagram and Stephanie would do a lot to would, like fit in with them. Would DJ would DJ be popular? <laughs> she have one of those lifestyle Instagrams <laughs> with like her family with her adopted kids from Africa and like her like Bible verses and I could see that. Yeah, yeah. She would be one of those like people that you watch on mute where the it's lifestyle. like, I don't care. I don't care. I just want to like hate you for the beautiful life you live. Yeah. Like she'd be one of those. And Michelle would have been like a fun, like she know. would definitely like be a content creator because yeah. she just always has the one-liners. Yeah, Stephanie, I think she just wanted <clears throat> she's going through this very cute cruel puberty <laughs> stage. And she just wants to be the cool kid at school. And then like Danny ends with like a good quote that says, Think about what's right. If you have any doubts, that's what I'm here for. Aww. So it's like seriously, so think about what is right for you. Think about it, first of all. And then if you have any doubts or questions, just ask me about it. We can talk. I love Rich, that. Can you imagine having a parent that said that to you? I, you know, I don't think I would have grasped how rare and beautiful that was if I did have a parent like that at that age. But oh my god, I would have been so well adjusted. <laughs> I know we all would have been. We all need a Danny in our lives. Ugh. Have you DM'd him and just said thank you? You should. See, I'm not trying to be very strategic about how I communicate with these people. Well, yeah, because eventually you're going to be on their radar. I know. So I want to be very non-creepy about any kind of contact I have with them. So I want to be cute about when I tag them or certain things, if I tag them or like... So I want to be normal to them. I mean, like, you are normal. I want to be their friends, but I want to like... I don't know, because I feel like there's a lot of like creepy fan accounts out there that I want to be lumped into, you know? Yeah, I could see how, okay, so, like, you and I both listen to podcasts that recap um, current shows and episodes and stuff, so I guess it's not as, like, strange that, you know, a show that just came on on Friday is being recapped. Cool. But this is a show from, like, the 80s and early 90s, so they're like, okay, the people who are still talking about this are either, like, the crazy fans who buy, you know, the set props and like dj's dna on ebay and stuff or so i get it you do have to be strategic about how you interact yeah, I, think, people, I don't know who the or is or like if we have a like if there's the <laughs> or you're melita <laughs> that's, that's what i'm like high key what this podcast is about with my followers and whoever listened to it like if you're like active if you're like me if you're an or <laughs> like or. can we be together like be the opposite of like like the non-creepy non-cringy people yeah, I mean, even not, like, outside of just Full House. Like, there's definitely ways to appreciate people and works of art without being fucking creepy, dude. Like, 
Because, yeah, like, I'm, like, I have, like, pictures of Mary-Kate and Ashley, like, a paintings of them in my apartment. Paintings? You have paintings? Yeah, I'm going to show, show you in a second. Um, it's, like, no, it's an it's a artist who did, like, a series on them. Paintings of Mary-Kate and Ashley hiding behind objects. So it's, like, paintings of them, like, hiding behind a coffee cup, hiding behind a purse. So it's like wow. I have, like, a little, like, 18, like, 8-inch print of that's cool. hiding behind a purse. a purse. Yeah, they're really cute. I'll send you a picture of it. That's super cool. I mean, even, yeah. so, even though I have that, like, I don't, I understand that. Like, I understand them not wanting to be involved with Full House anymore, ever. Like, I understand, like, the first they might feel. I don't think that that's where they stand because they clearly, oh, oh, you're talking about Mary-Kate and Ashley. Mm-hmm. Yes, got that. I thought we were still talking about the cast as a whole. I was like, obviously, they don't stand there because they did Full House. Yeah. But, but yeah, Mary-Kate and Ashley, yeah. I totally... I've said this to you before. Like, I like totally get that. And I super respect actors, um, really anyone who can realize something for what it was and step away from that, especially in this reboot culture that we're in right now. Like, I think it's so important that some people can just be like, okay, I, you know, I serve my purpose here. And like, now it's time. I ease exactly. Steve Carell leaving the office. Like, cause like it's a risk in itself to like, not to say no to that. Cause I feel like they got a lot of heat and like criticism for saying no, like they were being stuck up or like difficult for not wanting to do that. It's like, no, they have every right to not want to be on a freaking TV show. And like when they're busy, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you want to do th- other things as an actor and like explore other avenues. And I, you know, obviously Mary Kate and Ashley are not like in some other show or anything right now, but they're just like, I've like moved on from that. It's not me anymore. So that could go one of two ways, you know, like when Misha Barton left the OC, which you don't know about. I know she left. Well, yeah, she like left to pursue her modeling career or some shit, but I feel like she had the same fucking career when she left the show. Like you could have found a way to do all of this. You could have found a way to fit it all into your schedule, but that kind of came back to bite her. I know. It's a, it's a sad story for her. For sure. Poor thing. But Love you, Misha Barton. Well, you always Martin. wonder like, what happened behind the scenes and what kind of stuff she dealt with that maybe stopped her from going. Like what kind of, I don't know. Yeah. 2007 was a weird time for everybody. 2007, oof, like, we all made it through somehow. Even I know. <laughs> I know. No, for real, though. Like, 2007 was weird and just a lot to deal with. as Especially as, like, teen women and, like, teen teenagers. And, like, it's, like, a weird set yeah, of and we had no at. we had no Danny Tanner. Like, how were we supposed to navigate we the We needed a Danny Tanner to, like, guide us. <laughs> right. We had questions about what was... We had doubts about what was right. So we needed somewhere to turn. I know. And we didn't... Thank you for that. I got your back. <laughs> okay. So then it ends with presumably he takes her to the emergency room. Cause I feel like he takes her to a doctor, but like, but which one? Like, exactly. I didn't care. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, you have an appointment. You're, you're probably going to the, the, um, urgent care or something. <laughs> Was that a thing in the eighties? The nineties? Yeah. Girl, I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember things pre when I had to do them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I never, I don't want to say it cause I don't want to jinx it. So, okay, see. yep, got it. <laughs> Moving on. Um, that's yeah. it. That they leave. The end of the episode. Yeah, and she gets grounded. Yeah, and she's grounded. <laughs> yeah, he's going to take her out. Oh, it's nice. He's going to take her out for, to get um, cheeseburgers or something. And it's like, it's going to be your last meal for a while. Your last outside meal for a while. Good. Good for you, Danny. See, I just like, I, I'm worried about my. <laughs> 
Because like, that's a very costly obsession to be obsessed with John Stamos, the amount of money I spent on certain things, like certain art pieces. And like, so I have to develop a, another stand relationship with Danny Tanner. Like it's another, that's more art to buy. That's more Instagram posts to make. That's just like, it's a costly. I understand. <laughs> yeah. It's a, you know, it's some hobbies require money. I get it. It's like golf is an expensive hobby. Liking Danny Tanner is an expensive hobby. You know how much money I spend on my freaking John Stamos day party? I don't. Mm-mm, mm-mm. It's too much. Just think about a number that's too big, and that's it. So okay, wait. That's his birthday that you do this. Uh huh. Okay. Do I have my own birthday party? No. Wow. So you don't have a birthday party. You just have a birthday for him. Yeah. Are y'all's birthdays anywhere close together? It's in August. His is in August. Mine is October. Hmm. But you do you do it on his birthday or like the weekend or something of his birthday? Yeah. Usually on his. Yeah, lately it's been on the weekend, so it worked out. <laughs> yeah. So wait, did you tell me, has he ever interacted with you about your John no. Stamos? No. Because I don't blast it out. Like, I'm trying to figure out the strategy to do that. Like, the best way that's not creepy. Again, like, I'm worried about... But I feel like at some point I've, like, tweeted or something trying to get his attention. Yeah, and it didn't In order work. to say something to you. Yeah. Because I'm the thirsty friend. I don't have a strategy. I just... <laughs> Maybe that's the way to do it, though. Maybe I should be thirsty. Just, like, keep spamming him. Because, like, he just did that thing with BuzzFeed where he read thirsty tweets. Oh, he did? Yeah. It just came out, like, yesterday. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I've never seen this before. And it's what? People just, like, fawning over him? hmm <laughs> Naturally. I know. He's, He's great. Like- did you watch- have you watched you yet? No, I haven't. I have it in my um, my list, but I just finished Kimmy Schmidt, and then I just watched Killer Mike's Trigger Warning, which was amazing. It is? Okay, good. So good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah, but you and the Ted Bundy tapes are in my list. I don't watch... No, I don't watch Ted Bundy tapes. It's underwhelming. Was it? Yeah, because I feel like his whole thing was he's a narcissist, and he liked being bigger than he actually was. And this yeah. that documentary just, like, breathes into his ego. I think he's like jacking off somewhere wherever he is because I feel like <laughs> the way they talk about him, the way they like pose him as like I don't know they I don't know the the, uh, the score, the cinematography is all like making him like as some like monster, but it's very like grandiose about it. I don't know. I just I don't like Uh-oh. how they presented him. I mean, I would love to watch Zac Efron play Ted Bundy. I want to see that though. Yeah, that yeah, I love Zacquisha. He's actually one. He's on my list of unsuspecting men I'd bust it open for. That's suspecting though like, that's not unsuspecting no but it's my list and for me if you know if you know oh, my type right. it's unsuspecting yeah <laughs> it's like at what when have i ever no it's it not is suspecting though. for sure yeah but for me it's like i don't really go for men that are that manicured it is very i don't like that at all either it's yeah intimidating to me i don't like it I know. It's like, I don't really appreciate that you have better eyebrows than me. So, bye. (laughs) No, I do love a strong eyebrow, but he's just very, um, I don't know. He's very symmetrical. He seems, yeah, he just seems very curated. You know, like, I feel like he planned his outfits and he, like, maybe he's tried out the jokes that he's telling to me with, you know, a group of his peers. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it would be very organic. Oh. Hmm. But I'd still bust it open for him. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, let me how it. Let me know how it goes when you uh, finally reach out to Ninja oh, or Danny God. Tanner. He's, he's like very. Don't let marriage about stop you from your soulmate. He won't stream with women because he doesn't want people to think he's gonna cheat on his wife with them. 
I mean, that's respectable. If I had a husband like that, I'd be like, I would think that was really cool and honorable. I don't think that's cool. I think that's lame. I mean, I don't want to be the like overprotective ball and chain, but so I'm wondering, was it his idea or her idea? And if it was his idea, obviously I'd be like, I mean, you don't have to do that, but I would also be like, that's kind of cool. I don't know. I don't know. It's like, we only play video games together, bitch. We reserve that for ourselves. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't that's don't their love language. Play a lot. Like I don't. I don't know if they actually do stream. They probably do stream together. Oh my god! But maybe they don't stream together. Maybe that's their foreplay. <gasps> you know? That'd be so. I want that. That sounds lovely. Yeah, I bet they're just like talking shit to each other the whole time. Like, yeah, bitch, come over here. I'm gonna rip your head off. And then like she whoops his ass on whatever game they're playing, and then they just like get it in. Whatever, like, literally, whatever that like, happened to the game is like foreplaying or like going <laughs> to dictate what happens in the bed, you know? <laughs> well, I hope it's not like Whoever wins test or something. something crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's I don't funny. even want to know what kind of custom content gestures he has downloaded on Sims. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but, that's it. We're, we've done the episode. We've yay. Beautifully. Do you want people to follow you on social media? Fuck that. Fuck social media. Um, I mean, you can follow me if you want. <laughs> My name's Jewish Jen on Twitter and Instagram. And I don't snap anymore because Rihanna um, told me not to. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm Jewish Jen on Cash App, Venmo. <laughs> just kidding. Ooh, um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, just give me a shout out. I would, I would love to hear from your friends and your podcast listeners. I appreciate your consistent branding because mine's not consistent. My personal good. aren't. Well, you can find with my name. They all might include my name, but the podcast Instagram is THMBF podcast on um, Instagram. And my personal is um, lame little T I L A M E L I T T L E T I. It's my, it's an anagram for my name. It is an anagram. Wow. All right. You know what? <laughs> Wait, so were there any elements of like the house being haunted in this that spoke to you? Anything? There was the, just the color. Um, the outside people who are bad always wear black, and the girls were wearing black. Just general. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did notice that. So I've heard you say that before. I didn't even, there were like, there were just. <laughs> Sometimes I look at this from a production standpoint and I'm like, well, of course they're filming in the house because that means we have one set. Mm hmm. Duh. <laughs> but yeah, but then now that you mention it, it's like, okay, well, why wasn't, why the, why did they roll up on her house like that? All exactly. It's not like they texted They're like her, very like, robotic too. And like, I had a note about like them being like otherworldly and robotic and not really human. Like, almost it's like, like invaders into the house. Oh. Oh yeah. Okay. Maybe I should have mentioned that earlier, but yeah, that's yeah, the only two. Like, but for this ep- for this podcast, that's not a lot. It's really <laughs> hard to other yeah, stuff. Okay. Yeah. No, that's cool. I it, I could yeah I could get down with some sort of like evil robots because if y'all are not friends, how the fuck do you know where she lives, and why are you coming over unannounced? They came to influence her or like to corrupt her, and like I feel like there are definitely there's like a bunch of like ways that people try to ma- manipulate Stephanie in particular because like. I have a theory that she's like the most like Danny in her affiliation to the house and her commitment to it. So she gets the most like she's like tested the, the most, you know? Ah. Um, so this happened in this episode and also when she goes to middle school with the other girls to get her to smoke. So she's oh, like, yeah, she's, yeah. Like, cried the most. 
Girl, I just need Stephanie to like do some meditating, like really find herself. Like maybe great. But just like ground her root chakra because I don't need any houses coming after me telling me that I have to fulfill some sort of piece of my destiny. Like I know what the fuck I'm doing, okay? I'm just trying to navigate fifth grade and puberty. I don't have time for this. That's me. I'm not Stephanie Tanner. <laughs> I know no one is. Right. And that's why they that's why I'm not in this show because there wouldn't be an episode. They would have came over, Michelle would have been like, they're not really cool. And I would have been like, Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like how first party address. I don't like you're here. You're criticizing my stuff. You can leave. <laughs> they just basically come in and like criticize her and her stuff, and then yeah, I'd be like, Get the those are something chaos. What do you mean? I thought these sunglasses were really cool ten minutes ago. <clears throat> All right, so share the podcast. Tell a friend about it if you like mm-hmm. it. If you know a friend who loves '90s and Full House, tell them about it. Um, we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn now. Yes, and leave a review in the iTunes store. Yeah, rate and store. review. That helps a lot. So new new listeners can find your podcast. Yeah. And also, yeah, let me know like what other episodes are stand out to you. Because I, I, I know the big ones. I have a list of the big ones. But like there are probably some little ones that I'm missing. So I, I'm, I'm definitely going to go back and watch that episode of Gia where they have the failed band. Because mm-hmm. like I don't really know that there's a message in there. But it was an enjoyable episode for me. I asked my sister this morning to try to get some episode ideas for you. And I was like, are there any episodes of Full House that randomly stick out to you? And this bitch starts like, like basically summarizing the entire character plot of everyone. I'm like, no, like specific episodes that stick out. And she's like, you know, I just remember that like Danny was like so crazy about cleaning. I'm like, okay, never mind. Every episode. <laughs> like, okay. So, so the answer was no. You could have just said no. Thank you so much. <laughs> Love but thanks for having me. I had a lot of fun and I'm Thank glad you. that we um, learned how to do this. Like we're on different sides of the country right now, but I just, we are, like we are in each other's living rooms. Uh, sort of. <laughs> kind of. We're in bed. You're in your bedroom. Yes. Sorry. And Pablo is still here. Us. He says hi. Okay. Hi, Pablo. All right. That's it. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Have a lovely week. Thanks. Bye, Bye guys. Love.